1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October twenty first. Andy, how are we doing?
0: Brendan, I am. Uh, I'm doing well. We're we're talking for the second time in, in about, about twenty four 24 hours. hours. Yeah. So That's... you know, I'm excited to talk about a lot of stuff. It's the it's the, people are calling it the sports equinox.
1: We Get everything: a little baseball, a little hockey, a little CJ Cup. Uh, are you done
0: with baseball now is it is it just are you heartbroken no i'm actually
1: more into it i i because when my team's in i honestly i'm i i'm a pretty rational adult when it comes to sports i've obviously had my heart broken a lot as a cleveland fan but with baseball i swear to god i do not watch i struggle to watch when my team is in it i like to like go do laps around the the yard Especially when they're pitching, like I struggle. So I, I have an easier time watching it when I'm impartial. Baseball and hockey playoffs are like two playoffs where I could not watch a lick of the regular season and then just jump right in and love, really love both postseasons. So I will keep watching. But yeah, I guess that's the sports equinox that's going on here. I I, I don't know. Golf, I guess, is throwing its hat in the rain, barely. A lot of, uh, a lot of fervor around the lack of coverage at the CJ Cup. Today. Well, i think
0: that's important you know that during the sports equinox you can watch you can watch the mls playoffs on tv you you don't miss any of the game you could watch the you uh, mean they don't come in in the second half the middle yeah, of the second half you don't come yeah. in the middle of the second half you know you start to think about about uh what's going on with golf and you know you hear you got 15 of the top 20 players in the world that we we're not getting much coverage
1: you know it's it's, uh, it's um, it's a disaster. I don't. I don't want to scream about it because it's it's stating the obvious. It's a total mess. It's completely inexcusable. If you're the tour, if you're the global home, you see this happening in front of you. You adjust. You figure it out. You rip up the contract. You add, make an addendum. You just act normal. Act to serve the audience. Serve the audience. Make them first, and not everything else that's watering down your product and threatening to maybe I- I extinguish it, um, serve the audience. And when you get all the best players in the world at the same place, and then, you know, i I, if i were the social media manager i would have done the how to watch the cj cup tweet and and the article of here's how you do it like that just kind of set them up put it on a tee for the people to lose their minds and they did they're talking about how to watch what wake up wait nine hours turn on golf channel three o'clock and watch five minutes of commercials uh how to watch don't you don't until 3 p.m like all these jokes everybody's getting off their one-liners um so it's bad. It's a bad look for the tour, especially when you have live YouTube and everything. I, I, I mean, shotgun start looking pretty good right now. you going to see everybody. Just figure it out. This isn't hard to do. And, and you know, this was happened at summit. You remember summit club last year uh, when people were screaming about Rory, like basically miss this great Rory duel and you missed this whole like front nine because they had only a three hour coverage window. Oh, by the way, hand up. I'll pop myself. I I'm, i didn't get called out for this, but I'm calling myself out when I was kind of poking the tour about uncreative thinking and like just defaulting to what they do, know how to do or did last time going to Congaree. You asked me, what would you do? I was like, I don't know, maybe Vegas. Well, they did put the CJ cup in Vegas the last two years at shadow Creek, and uh, summit. So, pop myself accountability. I want to hold myself accountable. That was an unoriginal default punting to what you've done in the past. Idea too, but um, yeah, you can't have a lack of coverage. I would, I would just bring up, and, and they're just in, they're making it look worse on social media. They've got this camera stationed behind one of these greens, and this is the only coverage we're getting of this event. And it's like, it's like me going behind a green with the phone. And trying to catch the ball as it hits the hits hits around the flag, hopefully, it, within view of, of my phone shot. And that's all they're getting. And Jolie D, Joel Damon, you know, had a provocative tweet at the end of last week. Uh, I think it was after Brooks won in, in Jedi. He's like, if you win a tournament, but nobody's there to see it or cover it or around, does it count? I'm like, that's the effect. I'm not saying it word for word, which I'd heard... Uh, yeah, you know, as you can imagine, did not sit well with some live folks, live, live players. We're not noticed the tweet, and we're not thrilled. Um, but like, I look at this cell phone video on PGA Tour, and it's kind of exactly what Jolie D tweeted about. It's this rural, sandish area in South Carolina. There's nobody there, and there's this guy with a phone providing the only coverage. And I, maybe it's not a phone. Whatever it is, the effect of a phone. Just That's the only coverage we have for nine hours. And it's basically Jolie D's tweet that's happening right now with 15 of the top 20 players in the world. No one's there to see it, and there's nowhere to watch it.
0: I can't think of another, like, there is no comparison to this. Like, I can't think of another billion-dollar sports organization that has this type of a problem on a regular basis.
1: I understand it on Sunday and Saturday, maybe. Right when when but even then like if you got your marketable guys and people want to watch them you should still be televising it so i i don't you're right there is no analog for it right there's
0: nothing this is just this is sheer incompetence it is it is just
1: you've squandered I mean, you've squandered your one big fall opportunity
0: yeah there's i i just don't get it i i don't understand how how you can't look at this thing and see this coming a few weeks out and say, "Okay, this is an issue and we need to do something." And maybe you have to pay a little bit of money. You're you're in- injecting all this money in the pip. Couldn't you pay like an extra 150 grand to get PGA Tour Live to do something here? Like this is where, you know, we like to get off jokes about how the fans are never considered and all these things that the tour is doing. And this is it to a T. This is this is it. Like, okay, we've got all the best players in the world playing at a golf course that should be pretty interesting to watch. But the only problem is you can't fucking watch it. I
1: was like, I mean, just this, this is was... not a
0: practice. This isn't practice rounds. I mean, like honestly, if I were the tour, like you've got you, I would even telecast some practice round stuff, like on. Like why not? Why wouldn't you do stuff There's like that? Why don't you why are we streaming stuff? Yeah. Like make your shit more popular. Do something. There's like an but like to channel. have the first first two rounds of an event with fifteen of the top twenty players in the world that you can't watch till three PM Eastern is just a joke. It's just like they they should be utterly
1: embarrassed. They should be. They
0: should. And be. this is why this is another and we've harped on this. This is another reason why live is actually having success is because of utter incompetent shit like this
1: and like this was a pre-live problem right live sort of um um, exacerbates and makes it more conspicuous their shortcomings but like we would kind of call this out two and three years ago we were doing this um, i just don't know why it's not changed. the dichotomy the best for me like you talked about there's places to stream there's an actual channel called the golf channel which you know ostensibly carries golf and i was i was looking down at my computer this morning it goes rory starts birdie 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 or something like that and i look up my tv and on golf channel is A Q&A with jeff winter or winter Whoever is the defending champ at Mallorca, like what song would you sing for karaoke? What's your favorite fruit? Basically, what was what was happening on Golf Channel as a tweet, reading a tweet, the dichotomy of that as I read about Rory going birdie, birdie, birdie at in, in, in South Carolina was uh, amusing to me. All right, so that's it. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry and, and
0: the thing to get worked about up.
1: It, I know people are frustrated. We, we don't have the answers.
0: The thing about it is like the tour is so insular like there are people that could help with this. There are bright minds that are people around golf that could help with this, but they just have this attitude that they have it all figured out. And that's what's come back to bite them.
1: Well, I think like what we saw this summer, I don't want to go back to this, but when it was up to Rory and tiger and them to find like some counsel to figure something out to like uh, uh, sort of, pulled the pants down on the whole what's going on at the global home. Like who are the people there? Right. And and the big thinking and the ingenuity and the, I don't know, wartime strategizing. Right. Uh, So I, I, and that extends to minor things like this, smaller, smaller, kind of more specific and, and siloed problems they have that they just can't seem to fix or want to address. So, um, Okay, You have 750 employees, and the fact
0: that this hasn't gotten better over the last, like, I mean, like, five years now of PGA Tour Live, and is it really, like, any better than when it was day one? Like, I guess (coughs) ESPN Plus has brought a little bit, but is that more, more. like, the platform partner than anything? Like, has it significantly improved in any way? Like, outside of just switching platforms to ESPN Plus, who has a little bit more like skin in more the game. more hours,
1: more, yeah, more people involved in it. More, more streams. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's a bad. And I should have called this out on Wednesday when we we're doing schedule for the week. And I saw the storm brewing and, and now the storm arrived here on Thursday that nobody can watch.
0: All right. So here, here, just one last thing. The other thing is just like PGA tour social. Like if you're not going to show it live, we should be just getting shots left and right. Well, and know, if I go onto the PGA Tour social channels, I should just be seeing shots all over God. the place. They pinned like, the how to watch tweet. They pinned it. Okay, I would now. I'm a huge NBA fan. I think everybody that listens to this podcast knows that. Yesterday was NBA's opening night for like most of the teams outside. You know, they had the two game opening yeah. night, so every team's playing. You know what my my Twitter timeline is just filled with on NBA opening night? Highlights. Highlights everywhere. Like, I'm seeing what everything, everything that's going on. And it's through, you know, NBA, NBA just posting highlights, them not being DMCAing other people that are posting them, like that are adding to the sport. And guess what? It's like one of my favorite nights of the yeah. year because I'm just like, NBA's back. I'm taking it in. I'm seeing all these highlights. And this week should just be like that. Hey, you know what? You haven't seen these guys in a while. But there's actually a break. I'm like super excited about this week on the PGA tour. This does not happen in the fall very much. Like I'm I'm, you know what? There's been, I've missed watching Rory and John Rahm and all those guys play together in a tournament. And here we are. We get nothing.
1: We were given; they were given a layup and they missed it. They just they threw it over. They missed the backboard. They didn't just miss the square. No, they didn't catch the the ball. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. All right, tough. They uh, they dribbled it off their foot, going down on a breakaway. The the best, the thing that just hammered home was these, like you said, looking for highlights. It's just this, this some guy, some kid out there with his phone behind a green. (laughs) That's all we've got. Tom, I think it's see Kim looks like he almost, he hit the stick and Rory dropped one on top of the flag and some hole. We don't know where there's no one on the course. Cause they chose rural South Carolina in October. And, uh, yeah, that's the only highlight we have. And they're just getting, I think probably rightfully ratioed anyways. Um, Anything else you want to add on the CJ Cup? Troy Trey Mullinax leads at this point. He's shot six under through 17 holes. We're not gonna do we don't even have 18 hole updates. So. why don't
0: we uh why don't we talk about breakout players for the year since that's what we kind of
1: prepped for this episode. We? You prepped. I, you I didn't started do any? No, I did flashback okay. Friday. I was starting well, to go down that line. We are pulling this together quickly. Fall hours uh on Friday, on Thursday afternoon. All right.
0: Well, I did some prep. I I got. I, got I thought some, it was who got, do we want
1: to see more from? Oh well, go ahead. I, who I do you got, got? I
0: just got breakouts. You know? Okay. Um, Tell me. I just uh, so I pulled these together. This is something I always like to do every year. Is just yeah, start to you do. Kind of think about who's going to break out, and you know, I look at a few things for it. Like I like to look at like you know skills that people have. Like who can who do you look at and say, hey. This guy's got like a really dominant skill and he mm-hmm. hasn't been out there very long. If he just cleans up things like he's going to, you know, get a lot better. And mm-hmm. so I, I i got four. I got four names for everybody. Uh, okay. You know, one big name, uh, two pretty big names. And then one guy that, you know, you may or may not know a lot about. Jordan so Spieth,
1: breakout. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Where's he been? Well,
0: I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, te- I'm waking up to text in the morning about like how I'm in trouble this week for my speed takes from, you know. From, <laughs> well, he was talking from, about how his firm, certain
1: this certain week, data boy. Oh, yeah. He was talking about how firm it was and how it reminds him of some of his favorite places in the world where he's done well. He had a very, uh, ominous quote for you about about congaree. We'll see how he does. Listen, so, so. I welcome being proven wrong, but <laughs> I'm
0: just in this. I'm in the camp. All right, it's been five years since he showed me anything at a a huge level. Like, oh, like God. Okay, he's squeaking out wins at middleing tournaments. His did he wins, almost shoot sixty two at
1: Augusta on Sunday and chase down? Uh,
0: what that's was that read one? He hit some trees. when Once once it became real, he hit oh, it in the fucking God. trees.
1: Maybe that's just a bad tree placement, was what you'd say. He had a Listen, great shot. It just got clipped a bad tree on 18. <laughs> anyway, so. All right, let's go.
0: I'm just, I'm at the show me, prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, okay? I love always, Jordan look. Speed.
1: He's all one right, of my favorite players to
0: watch. But I'm at. I'm in the prove me wrong. I've the body of work at this point has me.
1: You know, I just I'm I'm ready to be proven body, wrong. The body of work he's got one, two, three, four, five, six top tens at major since he last won. Got the runner-up at St. George's. I I don't know. All right, go that ahead. That runner-up was breaks. a fake runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. That was a real contention and runner-up. He doinked it, but that was he played well at a big-time tournament. So, I'm all just, right,
0: I'm digging my heels in. Okay, all right, go ahead.
1: Go ahead.
0: I'm ready to be proven or wrong, and <laughs> that's the that's the camp I'm in. Okay. All right, Victor Hovland. I've heard of him. This is this is a. It, uh, this is a show me something year I okay. think for Victor. Okay, he what? had his he had statistically his worst year T to Green last year. Um, obviously he first time we saw him really deeply contend in a major, which I think is going to help. And you know, if you look at Hovland, T to Green is well,
1: his game. What was more of a contention? Who had a better chance to win? Spieth at St. George's or Hovland at St. Andrews? Come on. I started Sunday morning. Come on, and then by Sunday, turn like yeah. Sunday, right. Starting
0: Sunday morning, Hovland.
1: Oh, he never had a chance. I don't. I mean, <laughs>
0: before he teed off, he did. I
1: guess. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So show me. I, I. What qualifies as a breakout for you? Like when you look out. I like, think.
0: I think it's just like you know, Hovland. I put in that bucket of like we haven't really seen him. Like he's got wins, but. Where are the like? Wow, that was a great win. Yeah, yeah, you know, yep. Yeah. And I Maya think from Kova. that standpoint, that's where I'm at with Victor Hovland. Is like, can you win something like Riviera? Can you win something like you know a major? Can you can we see a year with a couple top fives in majors? Um, can we just see him be a little bit more relevant, right? He obviously has, you know, the the chipping issue. I think that is one thing that holds him back. Last year he didn't hit the ball very well. Um I think that's going to be just kind of an outlier year. You look at him, he's one of those guys that could be a top 10 guy off the tee and approach. He is speed training. He's oh, doing yeah. the system that Matt Fitzpatrick uh, uh did. Okay. Now what Hovland Why he's such a strong driver, it's not like he obviously he's long, but he's not crazy long. It's his accuracy. He's one of the most accurate long hitters in the game. Mm -hmm. So if he retains that accuracy and he adds 10 yards, he's going to be a scary driver of the golf ball. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you could see a, a marked improvement in his game is just by if he picks up 10 yards, it's going to be a kind of a crazy situation. So his wins on his career, you know, they're they're nothing special, right? You've got no. like the I'd say the, the best one is Dubai.
1: Yeah, the, Rory kind of hit it in the water and then so yeah, all he had to do is on 18 in January and then all he had to do is beat Dick Bland in a playoff. It's I mean it's <laughs> uh, that's probably his best win. Best field highest you know, Rolex deal. So.
0: And I think we've seen him at great events Come up just a little short, like Arnold Palmer. Obviously, the Open, he just didn't have it on Sunday. Um, You know, WGC at Concession, he was in the mix late, and I think this is just a learning curve, right? He's twenty-five. It's you know, he hasn't had. I think he's going to be a consistent player. A lot of times, he might not be a prolific winner, but it's time for him to win something of consequence.
1: I I can't quibble with you there. I cannot. So that's a good. That's a good one. Number two, I got Davis Riley. And
0: really, the, the eye test, this is just an eye test. I always love guys that contend a ton in a year <clears throat> and don't win. Because that means that they're in the situation where they have opportunities to win. And this was kind of like Sam Burns. If you think about Sam Burns a few mm-hmm. years ago before he had the onslaught of wins, he was in the mix a lot. Mm-hmm. the year before he had the wins come and i think this will obviously be a popular breakout pick but i would he's a I darling would mark, of
1: like the handicappers and data boy i mean like every week davis riley but yeah
0: yeah and i mean he's 16th and birdie average if you look at players around him with a few exceptions that are like the lead of the lead in the game um he's got like stats back him up and i think that we're just looking at a year where like the ball, like you get in the hunt a lot. And if you get in the hunt a lot, a lot of times what happens is like the ball bounces one way or the other way. And the guy that gets the right bounce wins. And I think Davis Riley is in that camp of like, Hey, he's like two bounces away from having two wins last year. Mm-hmm. And so I would say Davis Riley, I've got to earmark for a win or two this year. And I, say I think
1: he hasn't played well as of late, I thought, but maybe I'm, I'm saying that anecdotally. I know he wasn't well good at the Sanderson because it's like a home event, and he struggled there. But that's it. Okay, I like that one. Uh, Aaron Wise. Okay, what what are you you're looking for more from him? I feel like he's I sort think of he, topped. So he, yeah,
0: he played he's, well. He played well, but I think this is a year where you might start to see wins come. Okay, he's obviously he's. He's still only like he's been on tour for a long time. He's only 26 because mm-hmm. he turned pro when he was 20. Um, kind of immediately got out to the tour, had his has won. When you look at his like, they like he went to that long putter, he's been abysmal um, putting over his career, a bit awful, right. like 180th on tour, shit, stuff. <clears throat> yep. And now, all of a sudden, he's like a positive putter. And that was like the big thing last year. And now he was positive in every strokes gained category, and he's elite uh, tee to green. So he's th- he was 31st off the tee, 21st in approach. So you start to look at that. He had eight in his last 12 starts of last year. He had eight top 25s, only one miscut. cut. The consistency there. I think it's just going to be a matter of like, he's going to pick off a win or two this year. So it's just like a guy, hey, he didn't win a lot. He he didn't win at all last year. He had a great year. But this is like what you get. Like breakouts are when you win, right? When you ascend to a different level. He ascended into, I, I think one of the things other also that helps Aaron Wise, when you take away the live players that left, the tour is not as strong. Yeah, And all of a sudden Aaron Wise is a lot better player than he was a year ago because of the players that have left, you know, thinking about like Abe answer people like that ilk, like, you know, co crack has played terrible since he left, but Kokrak crack was like a formidable guy on the PGA tour. And now Aaron wise is kind of in that, like in that mix. He's not an a guy, but he's kind of in that like B category. Sure. And so, you know, with a little bit of a diluted PGA tour, I think he's going to have a really, really good year. Um, sure. and then, last but not least here's here's one for everybody uh hayden buckley
1: oh yeah very popular uh not very popular but you know he gets some run on on social media and amongst the the handicappers another to green guy right well
0: off the tee, especially yeah. yep the guy bombs it and he's super accurate so like you're talking about a guy who's got like a Utter a very high ceiling in terms of like driving the golf ball and last year he was a rookie it's his first time around all the, like everything else other than driving the ball wasn't great <laughs> but you're you're talking about guys that are going around courses for the first time they rookies are at like a severe disadvantage to veteran players like these guys play these courses every single year you're going to get better Like, especially on the greens, around the greens, you're going to know where you can't miss the courses the more you play them. Um, And, like, you're just going to get better as you you learn what you need to work on. And with Hayden Buckley, you're talking about a guy that, like, you know, was, like, the 100th best player or so last year on the PGA Tour. It's really easy because of that dominant skill. Like, you think about players on the tour. Like, dominant skills when it either approach or driving are really hard to come by, he's got one of them. So the, he's going to be a top 50 player. If he can just become average at a couple other things. So Hayden Buckley, I love him for just like an ascent. Like he's a guy that I would be thinking about. Like when you're, Hey, filling out DraftKings lineups or whatever, like this is a guy that's got an extremely high upside. And could be one of those guys that like kind of rattles off a lot of top twenties um, over a course of a period. And then all of a sudden people are like, you know what? Hayden Buckley's like top 50 guy.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Where did you consider any live live boys for this? Did you think about like team punch <laughs> is kind of a disgrace. Do they need to show you something? Which is, it is true. That Australian team is, is terrible. They got to figure that out. But um, did you think about any live guys?
0: I just don't know how you, you. There's no statistics. You just say there's like no. you
1: majors. I mean, basically, it was all you'd have to say, right? Yeah. Well you show up in majors, I think like somebody like Neiman would breaking out at a major would be quite nice for if you were a live uh, enthusiast. Um, Neiman's never there isn't done anything that, at major. I guess He's like, very young. He's got. That's the issue
0: with live is the insular t- tour. Yeah, who's going to live for next year?
1: That's a that's a big question.
0: What's up with Mito Pereira? I don't know is reported, he a live right? boy no i a don't tour, know right? i
1: mean he's playing events at the start of a new pga tour season so is he waiting till
0: next year
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on with that it, it was reported right prior to the like during the the fedex cup right yeah that he was gonna go but not after not before the president has
0: anybody cup. asked him
1: i don't know i guess not i don't know um so yeah, I would like to... See, Neiman has won a military tribute and then he had Riviera. His major record, he's only had two full seasons really at majors, but he's not come close to contending, not close to a top 10. He has like two top 25s and 15 starts. And But he, again, he's really only played like two full major seasons. So he's someone I might... If you're a live person, like you want him in there mixing it up.
0: He hits it low. That might be one of the <laughs> things with uh, with majors.
1: Could be an issue. Yeah. All right. I like that. That was good. Good quartet of uh, show me something. I love that. I love Havland's Ho- a good one to keep an eye on. Quite honestly. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm really intrigued by him. And like, can you like he's without up
0: to like four in the world right? being able to
1: chip really? You know, without being able to chip at, at a even average level so all right good segment uh on the lpga ataya titikul shot a nine under 63 in korea opened up looks like you know she i'm almost positive is rookie of the year if they haven't even already given it to her so she's going to do that on the lpga keeping her pace up um champions tour hasn't started yet i know you're forlorn about that uh news Cameron Young, speaking of Rookie of the Year, wins Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour. Not really a surprise. Not really. They'd had a lot of social media video around it. A lot of production around Cameron Young winning Rookie of the Year. But I guess the production left town when it was time to show the actual tournament. Um, LACC, getting more USGA championships, another U.S. Open and a U.S. Was it a U.S. Women's Open? wasn't an amateur. It was the U.S. Women's Open and a a second U.S. Open following this 2023 one. What was the... Men's was like 2039? Was that it? And 2033, I want to say, for women's? So that's good, right? They should open up
0: ticket pre-orders for all these.
1: (laughs) Get the secondary markets going. I I just like, what will... What will golf look like? What will coverage television look like? You know? Like what what even what is the sport even gonna look like then? A, a, or a major championship production look like? You know, putting on I, a major I got
0: 19 of the next 20 US opens are, are gone. Or there's one date available.
1: Nineteen of twenty? I believe so. I don't like this. I don't like this at all, but I just I, I think, think it's crazy. I know that's a negotiation deal. Like they, they're trying to get like everybody at arms race. You got to grab one if you want it. You got to come to the table. But it's, I don't, I, I think it's silly. And it's, I, mean, I don't know. I just,
0: I've talked about this
1: before. Yes, the the resorts and all that.
0: No, but just in general, like the idea, and I'm not saying this would ever, this is going to happen. But literally the greatest course in the world could be built next year. Yeah. The greatest course to host major championships could be built next year, and there's no no way for them to host.
1: I think are you making a reference to the golf week article on Tommy Fo the shirtless shaper, Tommy Fow- yes. the two and his work that's in <laughs> South Florida in production. The greatest golf course in the world might be coming. All right. Um yeah, it, it's 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 just odd. It feels like I, I know they're negotiating, but sometimes it feels like they're doing it to keep the press release like conf- train running, feed the press release. Like we got to make announcements. So let's like do this. It just doesn't, I don't like it anyways. Okay. And they're doing it for like everything too, like women's amateur, women's junior amateur, all like every championship is, is getting scheduled out 10, 10 so, years in advance. 28
0: but, and 29 are open. I don't know, and nobody has this in like a nice table format. Sure. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe here maybe we do GNN, that. my my guy Ryan yeah. uh, at GNN, yeah. he's got the table format. So twenty eight yeah. is available, thirty one is available, and thirty six and thirty eight. So there's a few available. This but is like, the
1: men's U.S. Open. Men's okay. U.S. Open. Okay.
0: So, I was incorrect with 19 of the next 20. I, I don't know where I saw that. I, just, I think it's like 19 it of the, the next head.
1: 29 or something. 19 of the next 30 are already taken, spoken for, up to like 2050. So, All right. <clears throat> Should we do Flashback Friday? Uh It's brought sure. to you by Precision Pro. PrecisionProGolf.com. You can go to the promo code SHOTGUN20. You get $20 off uh, your NX10. Uh, I played in a thing. <laughs> First time, I played at a, a member guest thing last week. Wow. And they were vehement about no slope. They announced it like three times. They, no they, slope. It was just like a Friday afternoon member guest thing at a, a club around here. And they wrote it on the sheet they put, oh, they handed out at registration, like turn the slope off. You're like in trouble if you're slow. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked by like, I was like, "What are we like qualifying for like a, a USGA championship here?" But it was interesting. That's the first time I've ever had to turn. I, I, you know, I'm a man of Do honor. You know how I turned turn this it little, off? I, I had to figure it out. It's just a handy little uh, knob on top. That's why they the, the design and functionality is great on my NX10. But yes, it was the first time I was really being, um, you know, monitored in that way. So I turned it off. I, I, I don't know how they would enforce it. I mean, it was a bunch of fat old men out there basically to start drinking on a Friday afternoon. Like, you know, are they going to go around and check everybody's range finder as they come up to the third tee? But uh, yeah, it was interesting. That, that, but had the slope been in play, I had my NX10. I used it regardless. I turned my slope function off nice and easy uh, to abide by the rules uh, and had my numbers all day. Got got dialed in. Uh, you can personalize these range finders with the easy little, you know, magnetic plate. You, they've got college colors. If you're an Ohio State fan or Texas Clemson, whatever it may be, um, you can kind of personalize the rangefinder that way. Um, yeah. And you get $20 off using promo code shotgun 20. This is a, a great product at a, at a cost that's not going to bury you. Um, and, and they've been great supporters of the podcast. Go to precisionprogolf.com. Use the promo code shotgun 20. All right. Quick flashback Friday. Uh, I was just bouncing around thinking about, you know, CJ Cup is supposed to be in Korea. The women are in Korea. Uh, we've done a fair amount of uh, like Seiri Pak, women's LPGA, flashback spotlights, flashlights on uh, w- Korean women players. So I, I, I went to the godfather of Korean men's golf, and that's KJ Choi. Just a quick little outtake on KJ Choi.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, the love best- KJ.
1: The best Korean men's player. First one to have like PGA Tour full exempt status. Obviously, he won a Players. He won a Memorial. Won uh, a host of, I think it was seven total PGA Tour events. But he but won a Valspar? He won a, it was. It was the Transitions? I think it was Transitions. He won a, a compact Classic, which was then the uh, compact Computers. Louisiana. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, uh, New Orleans at old uh English turn whatever that was oh, old English, English turn <laughs> old English isn't that the, the malt liquor but um so yeah he's won 7 or 8 PGA tour wins 30 total professional wins player's 2011 obviously being being the big one uh, so he was like, he was like the godfather of men's korean golf and now you're seeing this right you're seeing it this week you saw it at the president's cup like it's just it's really, really taking hold. But KJ Choi, not that long ago, really a start of about 2000 was the first one. This wasn't you know 30, 40 years ago. So um, let's go to a Josh Elliott article in uh, Sports Illustrated. The, the is famous that the kicker, Chris Kirk. No, the guy who talked. To Chris Kirk bathed his young son and thought about what could be that monologue on uh, NBC. Nobody. Did, I'm not sure where did Josh did Elliott jo- is Wasn't no.
0: Josh Elliott a Eagles kicker or something?
1: Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. But this is Sports Illustrated, 2004. KJ Choi flits around the back room at the Golden Garden, a Korean restaurant nestled in a neon-blighted strip mall, 15 minutes from Augusta National. One moment, he's, so he's playing with this kid. He's got Josh Elliott. They had just had a rain delay. Friday night of the Masters. He's got to play 35 holes on Saturday. And he's with this SI reporter at the Korean restaurant in Augusta. Could you imagine if you were in the middle of the Masters And you had a full Saturday up, even if the Medal of the Masters with regular 18, you had a Saturday afternoon tea time, just going to dinner with the reporter. It's the kind of guy that KJ was. He's just really ingratiating and and welcoming to all people. So he takes a, a, a lowly writer with him on Friday night dinner in the middle of his Masters. Um. So he's, he's juggling his kids at the Golden Garden restaurant in, in Augusta. It's like his favorite place, I guess. He loves this place in Augusta, or used to when he would play the Masters. He'd go there like all four, all four nights in a row uh, in a strip mall I'll in tell Augusta. you what,
0: what we learned today was or last year was uh, dining in Augusta can be dicey.
1: Yeah, we had some issues. Um, Masters Week in Troy was only one hole into his second round. Thunderstorms brought an end. He's unaffected. Uh, you know, just hanging out with his kids on a Friday night. He'd rather be here chasing his kids than chasing birdies on the course, where his life changed a year ago. In this familiar circus, he can avoid his job's most trying demand, self-promotion. Quote from his agent. KJ has no interest in talking about himself. When Savi Pak and all the South Korean women started winning on the LPGA tour, the public wondered why KJ didn't win more. KJ, KJ could have pointed out how hard it is to win on the PJ tour, but he didn't care. He lives for his family and to play golf. Ordinarily, a player of Choi's caliber from a small, golf-mad country like South Korea would be stalked ceaselessly by the press. But while Choi is appreciated, he's not been the idol, one would imagine, because when it comes to golf, South Koreans prefer the women. They were the ones who first found success on foreign shores led by Park, others. They've been a growing force on the LPGA Tour for a decade. This was a 2004 article, so we're talking... Back to mid 90s. By the time Choi arrived on the scene, becoming the first Korean to earn a PGA Tour card in 99, the national preferences had already been set. So there was still just like the kind of mania around women's golf or the mania we see around like Hideki over the last decade didn't necessarily exist for KJ Choi when he first came over. He, uh, quickly achieved, even when he quickly achieved a slew of Korean firsts, he won the first tour of his tour event, first Korean to win a tour event, that, uh, New Orleans event, first Korean to win a European tour event, uh, earned a sp- first Korean to get on the president's cup in 2003, broken into the top 30 of the world ranking. He only earned a measure of appreciation. So then in oh four, he shot a final round 69 on Sunday at the masters finished T three, um, he offered a wry smile when asked where his performance would appear in the next day's newspapers in South Korea. Quote, he said, where do the women play this week? And he yeah. chuckled. So even when I he remember was remember this quote. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit on his background, which, you know, we heard a million times, kind of even our generation, like, you know, 15 years ago, we'd hear about the powerlifting and all that. Uh, He's an older version of the patient reserve boy. He was growing up on remote Wando Island. I looked into Wando Island. I mean, it is remote. It's always all the way at the bottom of the country. It's an agricultural and fishing community, a six-hour drive south of Seoul. His parents were rice farmers, and he was the oldest of their three kids. He played soccer and baseball before turning to powerlifting as a 13-year-old. Despite his, I love his nicknames, Tank. His nickname was Tank because he was, you know, he's like 5'8". Despite his stocky build, his long arms impeded his progress. So, leading his powerlifting coach suggests he try golf because he had long arms. It's like you can't—you're not—you can squat a ton, but you're not going to be a great powerlifter because your arms are too long. He was powerlifting like he's squatting like 350 pounds as a 95 pound kid. So, he picks up a golf club for the first time at 16. 16, he picks up a golf club, learning the game at the island's only golf facility—a makeshift range. That was nothing more than a field surrounded by fishermen's nets. So like they have nothing on this island, really remote. To actually play, he had to endure a four-hour commute starting at 3 a.m. to the closest course, which was off the island on the main, mainland. He would play until nightfall. Uh, once he played 72 holes in a single day and get home at 11 p.m. So he'd leave at 3 a.m., make a four-hour commute, and get home at 11. That was like the closest course. He made the trip every day he could. I loved to play, and I knew it was the only way to improve. The hardships paid off when he earned a scholarship to a high school near Seoul, where he lived and played on the golf team until his graduation at 18. Um, so then Choi, he spoke out the military service. He had to shoulder the burden that awaits all South Korean ma- males. Uh, he did a three-year stint in the military. Basically, he kind of made it, right? He made it off the island, had found this golf talent by picking up a club at 16, starts to like really learn the game, become really a proficient at it, and he's got to go into the military. Um, he he kind of criticized, he did criticize, he came at, those years are when you develop as a golfer and the army, you work too hard to play your sport. I missed golf very much. Sometimes I would swing my rifle like a club and they thought I was crazy. Uh, so he he was very, he was critical of the policy. He said it stunted the maturation of generations of South Korean sportsmen. Um, and obviously we've seen that with, you know, more recent times, St. Moon Bay, and we'll see what happens with this current crop, uh, you know, Sun J. C. Wu, Tom Kim, others. He caught a break when a certain high ranking officer got wind of his talent and arranged for a plum assignment teaching generals to play as the base golf pro. Uh, so then he left the army in 1989. He worked as an assistant pro of various clubs in Seoul. Over the next five years, sympathetic members picked up his greens fees, paid for his equipment, subsidized his travel to his first Asian tour events. Um, he had a two, a three, and a 10-year plan. And he was lucky to not have to worry uh, to, so he could chase after that on this plan. Like I just think about this now, like picking up a club for the first time at 16, like the PGA Tour just being year 10 of his plan. And now you have like Tom Kim, right, at 20 years old, like just... As recently as the mid-90s, finding someone like KJ Choi in a remote island was really hard. And now I just don't think it would be, right? Korean golf has come so far. The ability to find talent based on the interconnected world we live in um, is just so much more uh, accessible, right? But just like even we're talking about as recently as like 89 and 99, KJ like had to sort of, I mean figure out his own way off the island. Whereas now Tom Kim's at twenty years old and, and can travel the world and, and immediately jump it's into the tour. similar to like VJ Singh, right? Right. Yeah. I was thinking about VJ when I when they were talking about the island and how he had to drive four four hours. Like just yeah, you're not gonna be discovered or you're not gonna make it until your late twenties, if maybe if you're lucky. Or probably it's till your thirties to the point you get to the tour. And that's kind of what happened with KJ. Um So he made the most of his chances, excelling his first tournaments in South Korea and then on the Asian tour before moving moving to the more lucrative Japan tour in 98. I thought this was amusing. They talked to his caddy, Andy Proger, who caddied for Nick Faldo. He's compared compared their demeanors quite a bit, like Faldo and and Choi. This was just a funny quote. Choi's steely demeanor and aggressive play suggest icy veins, but he fights his nerves from time to time. Says Proger, (laughs) if a playing partner has hit a nice shot, KJ will make a face and say, I'm nervous now because like, I don't know why watching somebody else had a great shot, like made him more nervous. Sometimes
0: uh, I used to have thoughts go through my head. Like if somebody made a putt before me, I'd be like, yeah. oh, he just took the putt that was going to be yeah, yeah. like, that's, that's why golf so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have these, the shit that rattles through your head like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like so irrational, but I could totally see like if somebody hit a good shot, being like, uh oh, <laughs> there's a good shot."
1: Um, so
0: even though it's completely independent of of the next shot.
1: Yeah. So so that's that that was like his calling card. Obviously, he hit the ball really accurate and really far. Talking about like a Hovland type, like a sh- a, a shorter guy, really a lot of power and, and super accurate. You know, say so I'm nervous now, then I'll hit an even better one. I had a little bit more choice. just sounds like an amazing selfless dude. Um, He's done a lot of charity work. He gave huge sums of charities. After he won the 2011 Players Championship, he donated 200 grand to help victims of tornadoes that ravaged the Southeastern US in April of that year. Um, Just like, I think he became really devout and religious later on uh, in his life, Uh, lives in Dallas. But yeah, that's the the godfather of a, of a, Korean men's golf, at least in the modern, modern age, the tank could squat 350 pounds when he weighed 95. So really, really good dude. Not a self promoter, really charitable talks about like the hundreds of thousands of dollars he gives away, like as soon as he wins checks. So, all right, that's your uh, flashback Friday on uh, KJ Choi gets over the PGA tour in 99 wins in 02 and uh, has uh, eight wins in about a decade. So, all right. That's it for this Friday episode, early Friday episode. We've got to get out. i got to go get my flu shot here. Uh, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Enjoy the uh, scant few hours of CJ plaque coverage that you might mix in with football, maybe. I don't know. You can't watch it in the morning. We'll uh, We'll come back to recap the few hours that we did get to see over the weekend.